Welcome to This Wondrous System, a podcast for people who want to participate in building a better world and are looking at the Baha'i writings for mission-critical support. First up, a compilation of 35 quotations titled, The Universal Crisis Affecting Mankind. To introduce a quote, we will say, quote, and when finished, we will say, end. Every 10-minute episode will have three segments. First, a reading of the Baha'i quotation. Second, someone with no authority to interpret the quotation for anyone else allows us to listen in as they respond with their own thoughts, feelings, and experiences. Sometimes it's me, sometimes a guest host. Third, we close by rereading the quote. Today I'm your host for Sentence One, written by Baha'u'llah, January 1873, Akka, Palestine. Quote, The world's equilibrium hath been upset through the vibrating influence of this most great, this new world order. And just the phrase, world's equilibrium, suggests that the world operates as one whole thing, a single functioning system composed of parts moving against or with each other. Before considering a new order, who has a sense of how this interconnected world works and maintains a modicum of stability today? Is it just a mashup of global economics, trade, human rights, technology, climate, science, religion, and politics? Is that all there is? What is the nature of the world order we're already in, the one that's undergoing, hath been, upset? If we asked a thoughtful person from Wyoming, USA, New Delhi, India, Shanghai, China, Addis Ababa in Ethiopia, Santiago, Chile, or Mudri from New Zealand, to describe for us the current world order, would they likely say the same thing? Hmm. Well, could we agree on the foundation of a sustainable international order, meaning the attitude that would start to stabilize the world? Could it come from something beyond the contemporary topics and discussions, say, from the realm of human values or spiritual truth, would a sufficient number of people buy in around the right idea? Is this the right idea? Quote, World order can be founded only on an unshakable consciousness of the oneness of mankind. And, and I get it, the view that nice ideas are weak and cannot stand up to powerful actors seeking to control the world, bent on directing its assets towards themselves. And yet when we study our times and world history, we see them lose control over and over again. Yes, they repeatedly rise up to reestablish their grip, but I find in the Baha'i writings an assertion that this battle between light and darkness has an end point. Eventually, light prevails. We can live out our fleeting lives and still carry on with the long view. We can respect and appreciate those who have gone before and 
simultaneously work on behalf of those yet to come. Our actions are supported by our understanding and beliefs. What about vibrating influence? Think about a position that is moderate between two extreme positions. It is like a point of balance around which the extremes play out, and their activity puts the entire thing into vibration. A guitar string. Now, picture a stronger outside force also vibrating in balance around its own central position. It moves in on the weaker system, dislodging it repeatedly as it tries to compensate for the displacement back and forth, back and forth. Another vibrating influence, the musician tuning and playing the vibrating instrument. Every new musician brings a new order to that guitar. And these days, new is actually constant. Hence the phrase, a new normal. Every day, moment by moment, something new. This can be stimulating, exhausting, exciting, and threatening. Where does all this new come from? What keeps pumping new into our lives? Well, these three sources, for sure. Revolution, the birth or death of a system, be that social, industrial, political. Research, the development of a system. Think science, technology, engineering, data. Religion, beliefs that govern all other systems. Purpose, direction, guidance. Of these three, I've found that religion excels at arousing emotions for it or against it, including ambivalence. For example, once clearly stressed, a dear relative asked me, why can't you belong to a normal religion? Indeed, why can't we all just be normal? It's a natural tendency to retreat back to a remembered or imagined safe, reliable place. Normal especially for those who have received the most from modern societies, promises an end to the shocks of unprecedented change, disruptions, and upheavals. Normal can appear to be the only direction that looks well-lit. But some changes are normal, and we welcome them, such as growing up. What if it's time to put away childish things? Quote, The human race as a distinct organic unit has passed through evolutionary stages analogous to the stages of infancy and childhood in the lives of its members and is now in the culminating period of its turbulent adolescence, approaching its long-awaited coming of age. And framed this way, our trajectory is maturity. And what's this about most great By definition, great indicates an extent, amount, intensity, ability, or quality considerably above and beyond normal. Great is not normal. Most great is the greatest of the great or far from normal. We use it here positively as in the greater good. For me, most great brings to mind standing on a ledge at the Grand Canyon in Arizona After gazing for a long while at its breadth and depth, I accepted the fact that my physical eyes 
were simply not designed to adequately take it in. I couldn't see it all at once. But there was another way, a path. I could walk down into it as far as I dared and hike back out, sweating into it with a full-body experience and investment of energy, gave me more perspective than passive observation alone. Degrees of observation do seem to exist on a spectrum from being removed, as in stargazing, to being close, such as watching ourselves interact with our family, community, and our own work. And sources of knowledge, such as the Baha'i Writings, Observation of a system undergoing upsets can also be upsetting. In observing how the phrase New World Order elicits a variety of emotional responses, most shocking to me have been the fearful reactions. But I've discovered there are sound reasons for this, and I understand. We also have, yes, reasons to trust in the eventuality of a much improved world order. If we tweak our sight, we can observe this better new world order leap from the pages of the Baha'i writings right into reality, day by day. The desire for a new world order is a universal impulse. The international Baha'i community does not own it and never will, but does want to share its blueprints and collaborate with other builders. With that, we've come to the end of episode one. Now, the quote. The world's equilibrium hath been upset through the vibrating influence of this most great, this new world order. 